You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome to another episode of Ship Talking, WCHL's relationship talk show. I'm your host, Sharon Levine, and today I am joined by good friends, Maku Orleans-Poby and Kelsey Ludwig, who are going to hang out with us for a bit and talk to us about their dating lives. Maku and Kelsey, what's up? Thanks for coming on, friends. Hi. Hi, Sharon. Thanks for having us. Hello. I'm so happy to have you. Why don't you start with telling us a little bit about yourself, both of you? who you are, where you are, and what you do. Cool. I can start. Um, so my name is Maku Rowlings-Poby. I am a grad student. I'm a fourth year um, in the PhD program in clinical psychology at UNC. Um, I don't know if that's what you meant by introduce yourself, but I feel like my identity is so tied to <laughs> my academic status. So that's me. Um, I... I'm kind of from all over. My family's from Ghana and I was born in New Zealand, but I mostly grew up in the DC area. So that's um, pretty much where I call home, Northern Virginia um, or Nova, as I like to say. (laughs) Um, So from Nova um, and yeah, moved here like, I guess, three years ago now. And yeah, I feel like that's, that's the, that's the essential. Those are the main bullet points. (laughs) Can I stop you already and say, I didn't know you were born in New Zealand. Yeah, I my family was just all over the place. My um, parents lived there for about 10 years or so. And I was born towards the end of that. So we moved here when I was pretty young, but it's still a cool hometown to claim Christchurch, New Zealand. That's amazing. My little Kiwi friend. Yeah. (laughs) Kelsey, tell us about yourself. Um, I'm Kelsey Ludwig. I was also part of that clinical psych program, which may be how we all <laughs> know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished grad school. I started an internship at the San Diego VA, where I'm currently living, even though all of my appointments are through telehealth. <laughs> so I'm in San Diego, just got back from a bike ride, had lived in North Carolina for almost my entire life. So it's a big switch a big transition but I'm really happy to be here and it's a nice time to connect with you guys I miss I miss Durham we miss you too and I think also our listeners might have observed a trend now I feel like we're just pulling everyone onto this show from the clinical psychology department at UNC (laughs) (laughs) why not you're all so interesting and articulate and have such cool stories (laughs) Man, this is going to be a a tough act to follow then. (laughs) Um, So the three of us have talked a good bit about boys and dating. And I know both of you have had some experience dating during the pandemic. So I just kind of want to open it up to y'all Like, give us the good stuff. Like, tell us about what's going on in your life. Tell us about the boys. Tell us about dating. Fill me in. Um, I can start. Um, so I have really only dated one person since the start of the pandemic. And before that, I was um, in a relationship. So I wasn't really dating. Um, I mean, obviously, I was I was not dating. It was a monogamous relationship. So this is I've had like one COVID dating experience so far with one person. 
which I was actually pretty nervous about because I didn't know. I mean, you know how there's people out there that are just, you know, going to all the bars and doing all the things. And I was like, what if this ends up being one of those people? Um, so we had our first date. We went to Vicino, which is like, basically I was like, I only want to go somewhere that's outdoors and that they're actually social distancing, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we went to Vicino, had some beers and basically I, I guess we both decided that we just didn't really want to keep dating other people. Um, I I think partly, at least for me, partly it was because of like COVID safety. And then also obviously because he's really great. I'm not going to say his name because I don't, we haven't even like DTR'd yet. So I am really interested to hear what he thinks when he listens to this. Just happens to be a listener and like hears about (laughs) Well, I told him about it. So he's, if he wasn't a listener before, he will be getting a link. So (laughs) we will see. Um, Yeah. So that's pretty much where I've ended up. That was about a month or so ago when I first um, went out on the state with him and have been seeing him pretty regularly since then. And so um, he's in my COVID bubble now. And um, yeah, things are good. Still kind of in the early stages, getting to know each other more. But yeah, he's a good one. So one COVID date is really all I can (laughs) report on. (laughs) We have a question, Maku. I'm curious, did you like spend a long time chatting with him or... Was it like, hey, let's meet in person right away? Or did it change at all because you were worried about COVID? Or what was that like in the beginning? Oh, good question. Um, I think, so, okay, here's the thing. I really hate when you talk to people. So this was a, a hinge date. Um, and I hate when you talk to people on dating apps for a really long time and the conversation just isn't going anywhere. Yeah. So in general, I've started trying to, well, in general, before COVID, when I was dating more regularly, um, I tried to like, fast forward to the point where we meet up sooner. Um, just because it's so boring to talk to people on these apps sometimes. Um, so I had that MO in mind, like as long as, you know, it seems like somebody who's worth meeting up with. Um, and so it wasn't really, we didn't spend that much time talking. Um, plus he was also an interesting conversation was like, he asked me questions and like, it was, you know, the conversation wasn't just dragging for days. Like it does with some other people. Um, so I think He had social skills. It turns out that's something I really like and the people I date. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we didn't talk for that long. And then um, we met up probably after like, yeah, maybe a couple of days of talking. I remember when I I was on the online dating apps for a while, I went through phases where I would was in the mindset of like, let's just get off the apps, like meet up as as fast as we can. I don't want to waste time with this like... uh, insignificant mm-hmm. chit chat and then I would swing in the whole other direction after going on just like terrible dates and wasting hours and hours <laughs> of time and want to completely vet out guys before I would meet them yeah yeah I've definitely taken both approaches before yeah once you're burned once it's just like okay I need some time I need some space to trust meeting someone in person again I totally get that yeah yeah it's <laughs> Can be highly entertaining. Like I have a friend here who started like saving profiles of just ridiculous things that she's seen men do on Tinder. Oh it's called Tinder Tales, T A I L S. Oh my god! Wait, I love that. <laughs> and it's just like, what? can she come on the show and tell us about it? Oh my god! I think that she would love that. Again, she'd be a clinical psychologist, but from a little bit further away. She's from Georgia. Yeah. Oh, bring her on. She's amazing. Cool. Um, 
But online dating is a special brand of dating. It absolutely really is. We see a lot. (laughs) uh, Well, actually, we're out of time for this segment. So let's pause pause ourselves right there. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9. We'll be right back for some more dating talk. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking WCHL's Relationship Talk Show. I am your host, Sharon, joined by Maku and Kelsey. I think we left off Kelsey with the quote, online dating is its own form of beast. Was that right? (laughs) I think it is its own beast, Sharon. It's not even its own form. I think it's its own beast. Tell us about your experiences. Which apps have you been on? How long have you been on them? Give us some some juicy stories if you have any. You know what? I I also like I feel like Maku has some really like clutch eggplant stories, but um <laughs> Kelsey, what's a clutch eggplant? <laughs> okay, so eggplants because I feel like men have a tendency to objectify women. I think that it's some I see. Okay, okay. Okay to emoji them into <laughs> I was literally thinking about um, gardening and we've been growing eggplants. So I was, my mind was in. Um, that like, is so wholesome. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Um, you know what? Surprisingly, I've had a lot of success with online dating. I think depending on what you want, um, online dating for me is a really nice way to figure out if someone is intellectually compatible. Yeah. So I actually met my ex-partner of approximately four years on Hinge when it was like beta tested. Like it was still in like its original form. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it was. And it was when it was still based off of like Facebook friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like how many degrees of separation you have from everyone. Exactly. And for whatever reason, I'm pretty sure I was connected to him through his ex-girlfriend who was a medical student at UNC. <laughs> so the world works in mysterious ways, but I, yeah. And then the partner that I was with for several months before I left for internship in San Diego, I also met on Hinge. And then more recently, um, I'm dating someone and not a complicated, but just like a Maybe a rare, unique relationship. Um, we met on Bumble. So maybe it's Bumble that does the trick. <laughs> Kelsey, can I tell you a um, story that I just remembered that involves you? And it's kind of embarrassing on my part. Oh, my God. I'm so Karen. <laughs> um, so everything. <laughs> back when Matt and I started dating like a, a year and a half ago, so listeners, just some background. My boyfriend is in their graduate program. So they're all connected. And that's how I know Kelsey and Maku. I was at Ponysaurus one night with some friends. And I texted Matt this and he was like, Oh my god, my TA is there on a date. (laughs) (laughs) And Kelsey, I had never met you. But I was so excited when I heard that someone around me was on a first date. And (laughs) 
describing you. He was like, she's got long, like long blonde hair. She's really cute. She's really like smiley. And so I was like trying to figure out. <laughs> and then I, I, I spotted someone who I decided was you. And then from there, I was trying to figure out if your date was going well or not. <laughs> How was it, Sharon? I thought your date was going pretty well, but then, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing, Kelsey. I, on the way, on your way out, I was watching like him walk you out of Ponysaurus and I watched you part ways and I was watching to see if there was going to be a kiss and, and you just gave him like the, the brief kind of (laughs) hug. Did you give him the cheek? Did he try? And you said, nope. (laughs) No, no, no. Oh my God, Sharon, this is amazing because that was my first date after breaking up with my boyfriend of a long time. And no, I remember no. but what I'm honing in on right now is the fact that I told the class that I was a TF for. <laughs> That's probably inappropriate. That was going to be my first question was how did Matt know that his TA was at Ponysaurus? I don't know. And like our difference, we're in grad school. You're like the same age as everyone that's in your class. So, you know, I, I don't put it past me that even if it were like, I was a 50 year old professor, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm going on a first date tonight. No big deal. <laughs> no boundaries. You could build relationships with your students. Uh, yeah. Could, could definitely normalize their professors, I'm sure. Absolutely. So was I right? Or was that were you not super interested in this guy? You know, I have come to realize that like, unless I feel, I feel a little bit trite saying like, oh, you know, like if you don't feel the spark, like maybe it'll come later. I don't feel that at all. I think the past few people and the current person that I'm seeing, like I know immediately if I'm intrigued by them. Kelsey, can I share a thing that you've said to me so many times that I love your way of kind of defining that spark? Um, It's you told me that you're like, you were like, yeah, I just asked myself, do I want to take a bath with this person or not? And I thought that was so sweet. Oh my God. I love that. That's my tell. If I want to take a bath with them, I'm like, okay, you're in. You're in. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good criteria. It's so funny though. Like I'm, I just turned 31 and like dating in San Diego is a special brand of weird. I think Durham is special too, because it's like you have Durham, Chapel Hill, Raleigh, and there are a lot of folks who are grad students and like sometimes people are transient. But living in San Diego is like a special breed of strange because for the most part, there's so many men here who just like never grew up. Like, and it's not like they failed to launch. I think they just, it's like Neverland. They just don't want responsibility. And so I have so many girlfriends who are trying to date here and they go on these dates and we meet men who are like 35, 36, 37, like they're not 25 and just like such interesting, like interpersonal dynamics or like what they're interested in doing or like how non-committal they'll be. And I don't know, it's just like dating as a 31 year old. I'm like, this is so strange. And when you find someone, like I've recently found someone who I'm like, we're intellectually compatible. Like you're an adult. I'm very attracted to you. Like, an entire package, but you're like, okay, I want to lock that shit down. Yeah. Let's, let's do this versus I think maybe a few years ago, I'd be like, okay, 
they were fine. They're interesting. But like, I, I'm worried about it. Like, I don't want to commit. I'll see 20 other people before I decide that I want to date someone seriously. I completely felt that too when I was like in my late 20s, early 30s. And I think one effect of that that proved to be kind of problemsome for me was that it, it made me put so much importance on on the relationship whenever I kind of deemed someone as worthy of continuing to spend my time to because similarly I found there are so few of them and so when I I'd find one I would just be like so hopeful and I remember just putting so much like effort and time and and hope into it and then the flip side of that just like getting my heart broken just over and over so many times yeah and I think like I I really think a lot about like compatibility, timing and readiness. And I think like fit, it's kind of like finding a therapist. Like you really need to find a fit and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them or anything wrong with you, but you really need to match the person or at least like bring out good qualities in them and have them bring out good qualities in you. And like, I think it's so normal, Sharon, to like want a partner and want to invest in that part of your life. And when they're not the right person or it's not the right time, it can be so disappointing. Yeah. I love the idea of San Diego being this like secret Neverland that stunts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to go ahead and take a, a break there. Thanks for listening to Ship Talking. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I am Sharon, joined by Maku and Kelsey, who were telling us about their dating lives. And Maku, I heard you have found a special new boy. Tell us about him. Um, I'm thinking about how I would talk to you about it if I weren't on a podcast versus if I were. I was going to start with his name, but I think I won't do that. <laughs> um, Give him a fun alias. Oh, what fun alias? Um, Barnaby, because I was recently on a call with somebody named Barnaby, and I was like, I love that name. If I had another cat, that's what its name would be. <laughs> so we're going to call him Barnaby. That's nowhere near his real name. <laughs> um, I can't take this seriously. Barnaby is uh, also a grad student, and like I said, met him on Hinge. He is a dual student. He's a student at both UNC at Duke and um, he's in, um, I guess it's, these are both big enough programs that whatever. Um, He's doing an MBA at UNC and a master's of public policy at Duke. And so, yeah, so he's in his second or I guess first year at UNC after already having done one year at Duke. And then next year, I think we'll be both. And and how has COVID and dating someone in pandemic changed kind of the path and the trajectory of your relationship? Hmm. I do think that, I don't know if this is the case for him, but I think for me, I, I probably would have, um, maybe taken more time before becoming exclusive had it not been for this major public health crisis. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, I, I, yeah, I think I maybe would have been a little bit more hesitant. Um, but I was just kind of like, you know, I don't think it feels safe to be like, letting multiple people be a part of my little COVID bubble. But other than that, I don't think it's changed 
all that much. I mean, obviously we don't do as much stuff. (laughs) Um, So we spend a lot of time hanging out at my place or at his place. But yeah, I think it's changed what we do and also meant that we became exclusive probably a little bit sooner than we would have otherwise. Interesting that like the exclusivity piece is faster or facilitated, but like the depth piece doesn't necessarily have to come with that, right? Like you're not married next week. You're not in a relationship. It's more like, let's think about this in a safe, what do we want to maybe avoid doing to get ourselves hurt in a like physical health sense versus Mm -hmm. emotional depth sense. Right. Although I have heard of a lot of relationships, you know, just like friends who have started dating somebody actually, well, let me not put his business on blast, but my brother is also in a COVID relationship. Um, but anyway, I've heard from a lot of people who have been like, Oh, I, I started dating someone and it like got like it, it sort of fast forwarded or like fast tracked to a point where it was more serious faster than it would have been. Um, just because you are only spending time with that person or you're spending time with them, but it's like over zoom where you're really focused on just talking to that person, not like doing a thing together or whatever, you know, like just things like that, um, that I think have made relationships get serious a little sooner for some people, um, which is interesting. Turbo relationships of COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was talking to one friend who was actually on the show several episodes ago and she was saying how on her first FaceTime date with someone, it lasted like five plus hours. Kelsey, didn't that happen with you? Well, this was after, so my current, I'm just going to say his name because you don't want a fake name that I can come up with for you. You know, yours are too Anglo-Philip and (laughs) he's definitely not British. (laughs) So Rich and I, like met in person and like spent a lot of time in person. I think that was like the turbo part of COVID Um, and maybe just like serendipitous. But then I think we kind of both knew the deal. Like we weren't planning on initially having a longer term, more serious relationship. And then his birthday was a few days after he left San Diego. And we ended up chatting on his birthday for like four hours. Oh, I love it. We have just about a minute left, but Kelsey, isn't he long distance? So where is he living now? I probably could not have chosen a further away place than where he lives. He lives in the Hudson River Valley in New York, and I'm oh, in my the southern part of California. So distance is not great, but it makes your time very intentional. And He comes back here pretty regularly for his job. So that's also convenient for me. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9. And thank you, Maku and Kelsey, so much for joining us today. I enjoyed hearing about your lives. Yeah, it was great. Thank you for having us. (laughs) If you haven't already subscribed to Ship Talking on Apple Podcast. Do that right now because it would help us out a lot. Leave us five stars and a review if so inclined. And other than that, I look forward forward to joining you again next week. Thanks for listening to 97.9 The Hill. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. She has them say brand name.